Hey guys, Joe Plush here with the Hobby Heroes Podcast. The Coming to you today, FlatCon 2018 just ended. Uh, I attended Saturday. There was a RTT 40K 4 round 1250. We're going to go over that. And then Sunday was a 2,000 point Age of Sigmar tournament. We'll go through that as well. Um, not not like a play-by-play of games, just a generalized wrap-up. So this month's main episode is going to be shorter than the it's just kind of what I have time to get done this month. So my 40k, 1250 point, I had a captain, adept of the codex, iron halo, rights bell, you know, all the stuff he comes with. I gave him the Primarch's Wrath. I was running pure ultramarines, so he had power sword and Primarch's Wrath. Had a librarian with psychic scourge, fury of the ancients, bolt pistol, four sword. Had five man scout squad, all with bolt guns. Can't seem to flip the page. Uh, two tactical squads, uh, veterans with power swords, bolt pistols, both with laz and plaz. Had a set of dreadnoughts, one with triple heavy flamer and close combat weapon, one with quad auto cannons. Had a devastator squad, uh, eight man captain with uh, veteran captain, veteran with uh, power sword and bolt pistol. Two laz cannon, missile launcher, heavy bolter. And then I had a Predator tank with the Pred Auto Cannon, Sponson Heavy Bolters, Storm Bolter, and Hunter Killer Missile. Uh, first game came up against Rob. He had Orcs, War Boss on a Bike with Attack Squid, Head Wappa's Kill Choppa, Zad Snark the Ripper, uh, Legendary Fighter, the Best, the Beast, Warlord, three units of 30 boys with Knob, Slugga, Choppa, Slugga Choppa. A knob with wad banner and custom shooter, a pain boy with a power claw, and two units of storm boys, a knob with sluggachapa, and them all with sluggachapas. One of them was 23 strong, one was 22 strong. This was on a table with three very large pieces of terrain that had no ability to. and no ability really to like climb the towers or garrison the buildings. They were just big towers, there's no like doors or anything. But we ended up playing uh, Hammer and Anvil, so it was the long deployment. So I actually ended up with a Dev Squad and a Predator tank. I don't know, they got dropped off by a Thunderhawk or something. They were up on top of one of these towers. Uh, I mean, it went exactly as you can imagine. He ran straight across the board at me. His ability to fly uh, let him get to an objective that I couldn't get to. And it ended up a loss to him. Um, but it was a really good game. I don't feel... Uh, like like it was the worst thing ever, you know. I, I did what I could. Uh, I think he ended up beating me by like four objective points because of my inability to even get to the one of them. So and it was a good kill fest. Like uh, wasn't a lot left at the end. I managed to shoot off most of the orcs and get rid of all the storm boys. He managed to kill off pretty much everything that wasn't on that tower. So uh, solid game. Second game was also against orcs. I. Uh, Oh, did I write his name down? Yeah, Joe Rob. Joe Robinson. Uh, HQ, Warboss, Nemager, Shagrat, Tachapa, Mork, Custom Shooter, Big Chava, Tax Squigs, Battle Wagons, uh, another uh, HQ Boss, Custom Shooter, Stick Bombs, Tax Squigs, Troop of Boys, uh, Ten Man Boys, uh, Unit of Eight Take Busters. One, two, three, four, like four wagons, uh, transports, one actual battle wagon. And the scenario we ended up with was a modified no quarter given. So basically, 
this game he lost on scenario 110%. Um, they did it so that no matter the size of the unit, when you killed it, instead of being worth one victory point, as no quarter is supposed to say, they made it worth the base power level. I had a lot of shooty things. I sat still and blew up all his trucks as he came across the board. A truck is worth five each. Uh, so, you know, four transports is 20 points. The battle wagon was 11 points. And then I killed off a couple squads of 10-man orcs who were riding in transports, which are five points each. Like, he couldn't even get that many points off of me. So, I ended up with a big win on that one. Uh, next game was against Andrew and his Dark Eldar. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Detachment, Cabal of Flayed Skull. Uh, Archon, Archon. One, two, three, four, five units of Cabalite Warriors and Transports. Scur five Scourges, Ravager, Razorwing Jet Fighter. Um, yeah. Blah. I had no forests to hide in. I was basically forced to stand out in the open, and he did exactly what that list was designed to do, which was shoot the hell out of me. There wasn't even a point going for objectives. He just tabled me in a turn and a half. So that game was uh, a big, fat loss for me. And last round, I fought Doug. Uh, he was running a like Mantis White Scars army. Really good uh, game on this one. So he had Captain on Bike, Librarian on Bike, three tactical squads, uh, minimum size though, five mans. And then he had a Hellblaster squad, a Xiphon Interceptor from Forge World, a large bike squad. And basically, I mean, he did what White Scars do. He came straight across the board at me as fast as he possibly could. And then we proceeded to duke it out, uh, just returning fire from one another for the rest of the game. It was focal point objective. So we ended up putting the... Uh, God, the objective markers, Jesus, in kind of a diamond shape on the board. Uh, this was, again, an arrowhead deployment. So... He came across. It was a great game. Uh, he blew up all my vehicles pretty quick. Uh, the Xiphon has four last cans, and then the Hellblasters are actually pretty good once you start overcharging the hell out of them. Got into combat, wiped out a bunch of dudes. Uh, I had one veteran sergeant who tried to survive the game. And he ended up getting him. Same with the scouts. I had one scout who tried to hide, and he ended up getting him as well. But what's really great is it came down to the last turn of the game. You know, I come around this corner. He's sitting on these objectives. I shoot him off one, and then there's he's got an objective, I've got an objective, and he's got a second, and it's just a bike with one wound. I can shoot him with like seven bolt guns. I shoot him, I manage to get one wound through. He has to fail it to fall off the objective, which would then give it to me. He does, I win the game. Super tight game, though, a lot of fun on that. Uh, so that was 40K. Uh, Age of Sigmar tournament. I had a Warden King... Uh, rune Lord with the Ancestral Pickaxe, another Rune Lord, 10 Warriors, Hand Weapon Shield, Clan Banner, 20 Longbeards, Great Axe Shield, Clan Banner, 30 Corlers, Clan Banner, 20 Hammers, Clan Banner, 20 Iron Breakers. Uh, they have to come with the damn I Rune Icon. I was playing 50 points down, so I did have a Command Point. And Game 1 went up against Nyx Chaos. This was a Lord of Corn on Jugger, Greater Demon of Corn. Uh, with the Ethereal Amulet. So this was the Forge World Bloodthirster. Uh, Slaughter Priest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven units of Mighty Skull Crushers taking the Brass Stampede at me. I killed the Bloodthirster 
at the top of two. I mean, he did what a bloodthirst does. He flew across the board as fast as he can. I pushed all the shots from the 60 quarrelers with the plus one to wound uh, because of the dwarf rune lord and the plus one ren, not that he cared. And then also I got common of Cassandora off on him from the celestial uh, hurricanum plus the mortal wounds it put out. So I did manage to down him. It was actually really, I want to say it was a really close game. I mean, if you look at the points, he 20 owed me, but I think he had maybe three or four juggernauts left on the board. Mind you, I only had like three or four hammers left on the board, uh, but he did end up winning. He had the objectives, which I could not stop. Uh, game two was against a Logan and Legion of Nagash. So we had Nagash. We had a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, a Deathlance Shield, Ethereal Amulet. Had one of the three units of Dire Wolves, Archon the Black, Animortis Engine, Umbral Spell Portal, and Quicksilver Swords, which he never even tried to cast those, probably because I killed Nagash on turn two. Uh, he went way too forward with Nagash, in my opinion. He walked forward into range of me, and I just pushed literally everything I had into him. All the crossbows I could shoot at him. Uh, and then the Hurricanum, and then the Hammers charged in and got a bunch of attacks off. And so I eventually took down the Gash with all the same bonuses I did previously. This game was also really close. Archon ended up running away uh, and hiding in the corner after I killed the other stuff. But again, it, it's a matter of objectives. And he ended up with, he ended up getting my side objective, which became worth more points because uh, it was in my deployment zone. He got to mine one turn before I got to his, and so he ended up beating me on points there. I just couldn't make it to his other one. So uh, another really close game resulted again in a 20-0. Uh, I just don't think these objective games are built for that 20-0 scale, you know? Uh, at least not the way they're working out of the General's Handbook because, I mean, you win, you win. There's no real good uh, minor win or loss here. Last game was against Michelle. Uh Zinch Army had a Lord of Change, a Magister, a Fate Master, Zangor Shaman, Ogroid Thaumaturge, a Gorby's Chariot, five Chaos Warriors, five Chaos Warriors, ten Pink Horrors, three Zangor Enlightened, and three Zangor Skyfires. Um, I shot... <laughs> she, I, I don't know if it's because this was a smaller tournament and people just didn't care as much, but she removed that Mass Lord of Change up under the center objective. It was focal points, so there was the diamond shape of objectives and then one dead in the center. She moved her Lord of Change onto that center objective, and then I shot him off with the Hurricane and all the crossbows and everything else. And then spent the rest of the game basically trying to get across the board. I did end up winning. Um, the crossbows went away to the Zangor Enlightened. The She could not roll any kind of damage. I mean, the Ogroid and the Chaos Warriors... They'd go in, have a bunch of attacks. She'd constantly roll one Tuesday, <laughs> so her dice betrayed her pretty fiercely. Um, but it did take me pretty much the entire game to get those objective points, so I did end up winning that round. So, all in all, uh, two wins and two losses in 40k, which I'm thrilled about. I didn't think I was going to win a single game, let alone two of them. And then, although one of them definitely was won just by objectives and the scenario screwing the poor orc guy and giving me all that points from power level and then the other one was what i would consider an actual fair fight and then fantasy i lost to one one which is generally what i've been doing at age of sigmar tournaments um for quite a while at this point like i never really seem to get lucky enough to you know win more than one out of three games i did win best appearance for age of sigmar there were about 
here's an exciting point. Uh, 40K and Fantasy, both systems had 20 players in the end for those single-day tournaments. Now, considering last year's uh, FlatCon, we had, I think, 10 for 40K and 6 for Fantasy, uh, for Age of Sigmar. So we doubled, tripled in size. Um, and that all goes to Chuck. Chuck really picked it up at the end of last year and ran with getting surprise. You know, prize support, sponsorships, uh, really did the whole cheerleading for the event. Didn't actually run the tournaments himself. You know, he just did all the behind the scenes work to get the PR out there and get people to come. And we went to tournaments and he would stamp the end of tournaments and say, Hey guys, just if anyone around this area is interested, we're doing a tournament. We had some guys from Bloomington, Indiana. Guys came over from um, St. Louis. Guys came from Peoria. Emil came down from up north. Um, you know, we had a lot of people. We had a couple that came from Atlanta, Georgia, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we really pulled them in from around the area for both 40K and Fantasy, and it was super great to have that. And 20-player single-day events is pretty awesome to do. So if you're in the area of central Illinois next year, 2019, take a look for FlatCon. You know, we're going to try and repeat that success, build on it, maybe even get bigger, who knows. Um, there were also Kill Team... Uh, there's Kill Team, Combat Patrol, Shade Spire, and Guild Ball miniature events that also occurred. I don't know anything about those because I didn't play in any of them. They were generally running concurrently with everything else, and so I just didn't get a chance to look around and see any of that going on, but I know they were there. Um, they were a little smaller. I think Combat Patrol, I think, had like 10, 8 to 10 players. Kill Team, Guild Ball, I think had eight. Kill Team, I think had six. Shadespire, I think had six. So, I mean, take a look at that, too, for next year. You know, hopefully uh, anybody listen to this. Sorry, I don't like, I didn't take, like, turn-by-turn wrap-ups. Um, obviously, I'm recording this one by myself, so it's quite a short episode. But thanks a lot for uh, listening, and have a good one, guys.